It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Yeah. I want to ball like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girl, she shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Troy Halliburton, and today I want to touch on a a few uh, Wizards topics of note. Uh, The the first of which being... Uh, there, there was some, uh, I guess, I guess you could call it news surrounding uh, Davis Bertans that 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 came out from uh, uh, Tommy Shepard's interview with uh, Zach Rosen of, of the Off the Bench podcast from Wizards.com, and basically uh, Tommy Shepard went on uh, the podcast with Zach. And pretty much unprompted, it's not like he was asked about it from from Zach in particular. Like he just kind of just started just started talking about it. But he 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 pretty much uh, asserted the fact that the Wizards have every intention on trying to keep Davis Bertans, and I think that the the timing of that interview should not be lost on Wizards fans just because. You know, with December 15th being the pretty much uh, unofficial opening of uh, the NBA trade period because uh, such a large uh, portion of the league, a, a large percentage of the league, uh, finally being eligible to be, be traded uh, after signing their deals uh, in, 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 uh, the free, when the free agency period started. I think that Tommy wanted to get out in front of, you know, a lot of the teams and a lot of the speculation that is coming from around the league about what the Wizards planned on doing regarding Davis Bertans. And so one of the things that I, that caught my attention from that podcast that Tommy Shepard talked about was the fact that, you know, he pretty much came out and said it straight up that, you know, we have every intention of retaining him. He's the exact type of player we want to have in our organization. 
I think he wants to be here. Business will take care of itself. This is a direct quote from, from Tom Shepard. And then uh, he went on to continue. He says, there's so much chit-chat in this league that gets out there. Most of it is contrived by the teams that would love to have Davis. Well, guess what? One of the teams that would love to have him has him. We intend to keep him. We're excited about his growth. Now, I think that that's a, that's a very important distinction to make because, you know, I, I think that um, this, this situation with Bertans uh, was definitely a fluid situation. And um, I, I, I don't know exactly what it is that Tommy Shepard felt, you know, b- before that statement or, or when he made the trade. But I can I can definitely say that you know when he made that trade that uh, this summer when when they acquired him from the San Antonio Spurs for literally nothing the draft the draft rights to, to Aaron White um, I, I think that you know in the back of his mind that he always knew that you know a moment like this would come that that you know the teams would be interested in a player of his services and that you know this was one of the when he came into the season I'm sure that he laid out all of the different scenarios and options that the team would have uh, regarding uh, you know just any type of roster moves not just concerning Davis Bertans but you know with the way that Bertans has come out and played uh, to start this season you know I mean I, I it's that he's drawing an interest around the league I mean, this guy has been shooting completely out from a three-point range. And in a day and age where, you know, everybody is uh, – there's such a premium on uh, long-distance shooting. I mean, Davis Bertans is a, is a player that, you know, holds six, holds significant value uh, as far as, you know, other teamers. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that he's been getting, getting a few calls on uh, Bertans, you know, the, the guy is shooting an immaculate, I mean, this is crazy. He's shooting 45% from three-point range on 8.4 attempts per game this season. I mean, I mean that, 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 that's the type of staggering shooting that can help out literally every single team in the NBA. So when uh, Tommy Shepard says that, you know, oh, well, we, we're, we're going to, you know, we're every team in the league would want to have Bertans and one of the teams that would want to have him is us and they plan to keep him. Now, I think that that's a very accurate assessment of, you know, where Tommy Shepard's head is right now. And so I think that this it's a, it's a two way street when it comes to uh, what the Wizards plan on doing with Tommy with with Davis Bertans. And, you know, it's it's very curious to see what Davis Bertans wants to do uh, as far as staying here. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I think that Bertans would, would, would be delighted to, to stay here in Washington because of, you know, pretty much like he, he has an increased role here that he just never really had uh, in San Antonio. So when we talk about the fact that, you know, he's taken 8.4 three-point attempts per game, you know, uh, last year in San Antonio, he only took... 4.4 three-point attempts per game. Last year in San Antonio, he only played 21 minutes per game. You know, and this year he's playing, you know, 29 minutes per game. You know, nearly 30 minutes per game. I think, and, and he's not even starting. So he's he's literally, he's playing starters minutes for, for a guy who, you know, he's only started one game throughout the entire season. So I, I think that the Bertons 
uh, move for the Wizards is something that, you know, it's a very smart and forward-thinking move from Tommy Shepard. And, you know, for, for him to come out, and this is what I really love about Tommy Shepard, is the fact that he's such an amazing people person and that he knows how to work and massage relationships with people. And so he's already working and massaging this relationship with Davis Bertans right now. You know, he's making sure that Bertans knows exactly that, you know, that, 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 that he wants him to be in D.C. and he wants him to be a Washington Wizard. Now, I think that there was another, there was a roster move that was made yesterday that if you really look between the lines, I think has a little bit to do with uh, the, the, the courting of Davis Bertans from Tommy Shepard. But I'm, I'm going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and, and we're going to talk about what that roster move exactly means for the Wizards. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so I wanted to welcome you guys back, and I wanted to talk about uh, the the Wizards roster move that I think uh, really has a lot to do with uh, Davis Bertans. And it, it was a very, very subtle move from the team. And it's something that I honestly think, um, you know, I was very surprised when I initially saw this, but after, um, you know, looking at it a little bit further, a little bit deeper, I think I tried to figure out what's going on here. So the Wizards pretty much, they came out and announced that they were uh, signing uh, Anzez Pesinich, uh, who plays uh, on the he, he was signed to an Exhibit 10 deal uh, but before the season started, and he really didn't even go through uh, Wizards training camp. Uh, he, he, they signed him pretty much uh, at, when training camp was over as the preseason was coming to an end. And a lot of that has to do with the, the formality of the situation. They, you know, they, with the Exhibit 10 contract, you know, they're able to – teams are able to sign players uh, to, to uh, deals – uh, for the big team, so he was signed to a deal for the Wizards, but he gets a bonus of up to $50,000 if he were to play for the Capital City Go-Go. So I, 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 when they signed him to that Exhibit 10 deal, you know, I saw it as, you know, this is a guy who's going to play for the Go-Go, and, you know, uh, uh, he, he's a seven-footer, a natural seven-footer, a real seven-footer, who I thought that the team would be able to try and develop uh, for the future. And he's not somebody that I ever thought that would be, you know, a, a guy that would be on the Wizards roster for this season. I mean, honestly, because I, I got a chance to watch him uh, practice at the facility uh, before the season started. I mean, and and this guy is a is a very raw prospect. I mean, he he's a, he's a guy that uh, it's right now. I mean, he's seven feet tall. And, you know, they're, they're doing drills, uh, miking drills underneath the basket. And this dude's missing layups. Like, he's a seven-footer who he doesn't have any core strength. He doesn't finish around the basket at all. 
He doesn't really have much of an outside touch. I mean, what he does have is uh, his elite NBA skill is his elite NBA size. So, you know, I can understand why it is that uh, the Wizards thought that he would be a uh, a good uh, future prospect and somebody that, you know, they could develop. Uh, but I am very surprised that the Wizards uh, signed him to a two-way contract and uh, essentially they, they had to cut uh, Chris Chioza in order to make room for uh, Pesanich. And that that right there honestly really bothers me because of the fact that Chris Chioza has really played exceptionally well, not only for the Go-Go, but in his um, you know short period of time that he got an opportunity to play with the Wizards, he's even uh, looked like a quality player. But and well, one of the things that you know I honestly believe that the reason why this move was made. Is because it's it's something that could massage the relationship with Davis Bertans because coincidentally, uh, Bertans and Pesnitz uh, share the same agent as they are both from uh, Latvia. The uh, Latvia is, is the same country that you know, Christoph Porzingis is from, and and so you know when when you look at a lot of times when you have you know guys uh, 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 who share agents. And in and, and situations like that, or, 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 or you, you know, you look at, at guys who have like uh, brothers like, like, like Giannis and he has his brother, Thanasis, uh, who plays for the same team. You know, a lot of times uh, you see NBA teams who will be willing to, you know, bring on a, a, a another player in the hopes of courting, you know, uh, the, 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 the bigger player, the, the, the more uh, major uh, asset. And so if that if that is the case of something that's going on here, I think that it's a combination of that and the fact that, you know, uh, Thomas Bryant is 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 out uh, with, with, with that uh, with that with that uh, stress reaction in his foot. And so, you know, when you look at, you know, he's going to be out for a couple more weeks. And then Mo Wagner has been in and out of the lineup with uh, a few a few ankle injuries or one ankle injury. And so. You know, that's something that really has gotten my attention because, you know, the, the Wizards honestly don't have enough big men in order to really compete on a uh, nightly basis. And so when you're looking at uh, Mo Wagner with him, you know, uh, he, he didn't play um, in the game against the Detroit Pistons. And, you know, he's scheduled to be out against the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, the, the Wizards have an upcoming road trip that they're going to be going on. And some of those nights include uh, back-to-back games. And Jan Mahimi is the only healthy center, but you have to remember that Jan Mahimi is also coming off an Achilles injury. And so he's not really able to play in back-to-back games. And so for the team to, you know, go into a road trip knowing that, you know, they would have games where they, you know, literally would not have any centers on the roster, I think that, you know, the the, the Pessinist uh, signing really does help out in that way. But I, I honestly don't think that he's ready to get quality NBA minutes. And so, yeah, he's a seven-footer, but, I mean, shoot, I, I, I'm I'm not going to be – this is not hyperbolic by me saying this. Like, I honestly believe that Admiral Schofield at 6'6 could probably play just as good as minutes at center as this dude Petsonitz, man. Like, I mean, I, mean I, I hope that I'm wrong about him as a player – but just from everything that I've seen from him, like this, this dude is not ready to play NBA minutes right now. 
But again, like I said, that you know the this 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 uh, relationship that you know that he and Bertans have when they when they, you know they're both from Latvia and they share an agent. And when you look at you know as far as priority number one for the Washington Wizards has to be Davis Bertans. And so when you look at Tommy Shepard starting uh, his recruiting of Bertans, you know th- this is this is one of those moves that happens to be uh, kind of twofold. Um, and so I, I think that you know it, it, it'll it'll be very interesting to see um, you know how long they keep him on the roster. Uh, you know Chris Chioza with him being cut, he uh, is now eligible. Well, he's he has to go through waivers, and so you know there go there, there could be a team that you know could come out there and, and try to snatch him up just because you know there there's some good game film out there on Chioza right now. Like this is a guy who you know, has pretty much dominated. In the G League, as far as uh, his point guard and playmaking abilities, you know, last year, I believe he led the G League in total assists. And so when you look at, you know, what he's what he's been able to do uh, on the court, um, I mean, Chris Chioza is a basketball player. I mean, he's somebody that the Wizards should have definitely been looking to develop for, you know, for the future. And, you know, th- this for them to risk, uh, you know, any opportunity to lose him by putting him out on waivers, you know, I think that, you know, it, it's a very risky move, but it could play out in their favor if he is able to clear waivers and then he's able to go back to the go-go. And then once, uh, you know, Mo Wagner and Thomas Bryant get healthy, you know, I, I could see a scenario where, you know, they, they, they try to swap it out and they move – uh, uh, Pestinich back down to uh, the go-go and, and put Chioza back on the two-way contract. But one of the things that I think that, you know, is of note for Chris Chioza is the fact that Chioza has been the, he's been the undisputed third point guard on this team this year, on a team that has four point guards. And so you look at Justin Robinson, who uh, went undrafted in this year's draft, but he 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 got a a a flat out NBA contract from the Wizards, and you know I, I've I've tweeted this out uh, numerous times uh, that Justin Robinson when he when he gave his uh, first interview uh, with the team before the team went out to Las Vegas for a summer, one of the things was the fact that uh, Justin Robinson talked about he and his agent. Uh, turning down opportunities to be drafted later in the the second round in order to find a fit that worked for him, and the fit was coming uh, back to his uh, uh, home hometown DMV as a DMV native to play for the Wizards. But Justin Robinson has not been better than Chris Chioza, and so this is one of those situations where you know it, it's it's tough business where. You know that the, 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 the team is making decisions, roster moves, roster transactions based on business decisions and not based on basketball decisions. Now, if this is if there is one thing that you know I can say that that I I could disagree with uh, Tommy Shepard on, you know th- this would have to be it. Like I, I'm not a fan of uh, of making decisions based on business over basketball. And so the basketball uh, reasoning behind this just doesn't make any sense because, you know, I mean, Chioza has played in front of Justin Robinson for the entirety of the the, the, the season. 
in training camp. Chioza was in front of Robinson. Then in the preseason, he was in front of Robinson. When the season started, you know, uh, 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 Isaiah Thomas missed the first couple of games of the season. You know, Chioza was playing and Justin Robinson was not. And so and you looked at the last couple of games where uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas had missed the game with the, with the calf strain, Chris Chioza was again playing and Justin Robinson was not. I, I, I just I, I'm just not a fan of of teams making uh, moves like that. It, it, it just I don't know. It, it doesn't something about it doesn't sit well with me. But I, I can't question uh, what Tommy Shepard is doing because maybe he has a bigger picture planned uh, involved. But as of right now, I, I just don't see it, and and it, it's a, it's a little bit frustrating. I have to be honest. I'm gonna take a, another quick break, and I'm gonna talk about a, a little bit of a preview of the Wizards game. Uh, tomorrow against the Chicago Bulls. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the Wizards. They're playing the Chicago Bulls tomorrow. And so you know what that means. That means the return of uh, Thomas Sadoransky and Otto Porter. Well, Otto Porter is actually hurt, so... You know, that, that, that's not uh, something that the Wizards will have to worry about having to face him and having to have a revenge game. But the Thomas Sadoransky situation is something of a, of a different story. And, you know, I, I think that Sadoransky is, is going to be highly motivated to have a good game against his former team. And I think that, you know, there, there will be uh, many pleasantries between Sado and, you know, a few of his other teammates. I doubt if there will be any pleasantries between Sadoransky and uh, head coach Scott Brooks because of uh, their tumultuous relationship. And, you know, that that's something that I've covered uh, extensively on the Locked on the Wizards podcast. Um, but you know, I, I think that, you know, Sadoransky, he was a player that the Wizards probably should have tried to uh, retain. And he would have been a much better option for them at point guard instead of having to play Isaiah Thomas, you know, 25 minutes, 30 minutes a night. But, you know, I think that with him leaving in restricted free agency and the Wizards being able to work out a signing trade with the Chicago Bulls and getting back uh, uh, second-round draft picks for Thomas Sadoransky, no, I, I think that this is one of those situations where it was a win-win situation for everyone and that it was something that kind of needed to happen you know, for, for, for both parties. And so Sadoransky will certainly, uh, you know, look to, to take advantage of, of, of his mismatch tomorrow playing against Isaiah Thomas. And I know that, you know, there are a couple of Wizards players who will probably try to go right back at Sadoransky. But I, I think it's unfortunate that, that they, they couldn't work out the situation. They couldn't work out those differences between he and Scott Brooks. Now I will still I will take this to my grave. I have no idea 
what Scott Brooks was thinking in the 2018 playoffs when he decided to pretty much bench Sadoransky in favor of Ty Lawson, who was coming over from China and didn't play a single NBA minute before playing in the playoffs for the Wizards. You know, that was a very strange occurrence and, and something that, you know, I don't think that Sadoransky really ever got over. And quite frankly, I don't think he necessarily should have. Yeah, I'll be excited to uh, see Thomas when he comes in. Uh, you know, I, I'll be going, I'm actually going to be working on an article uh, regarding his time in D.C. So I'll get a chance to to see my old friend tomorrow uh, at, at the shoot around before uh, the Wizards uh, play the Chicago Bulls. But I wanted to touch on another quick topic. Um, you know, uh, December 17th was the uh, anniversary of the Kelly Oubre trade. And so you know, I think that, that that's a topic that uh, a lot of people from Wizards Twitter will never seem to let go. Uh, you know, it, it's it's very interesting to, to watch, um, you know, Kelly Oubre Kelly Oubre's development uh, as a basketball player. And you know, I have to be the, one of the first people to say that I'm happy that, you know, Kelly is developing and turning into the player that, you know, most people thought that he could be while he was in Washington. You know, and, you know, it, I think it's very, it's actually very coincidental that, you know, I've turned, I've pretty much turned into this like Kelly Oubre hater on Twitter, at least uh, perception wise when that could actually be the furthest from the truth. And I actually built up a relationship with Kelly uh, while he was here over the years. You know, I used to talk to him about, um, you know, everything from, from, you know, uh, other basketball teams uh, to fashion, to sneakers, to music. You know, I even uh, got, got him some tickets to uh, the Trelectro Music Festival uh, two years ago. And, you know, Kelly was out there with Thomas Bryant before anybody knew that Thomas Bryant was going to be the starting center. Uh, and, and Chris Chioza and, you know, a couple of other the, the, the young guys. And, I mean, they were out there literally partying their tails off. And so, you know, and, and Kelly and I have, uh, we, 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 we talked about, you know, a lot of our, uh, a few of our mutual friends. Uh, shout out to uh, Scooty from uh, Diet Starts Monday. Uh, you know, their, 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 our relationship was, you know, it, it was cool. Like, and, and I definitely don't have a problem with Kelly. I I mean, if, 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 the, if, if he was still in Washington, like, I think that that's something that I would be, you know, very excited about. But I think that when you look at from a transactional standpoint, what uh, the Wizards did when they traded him away last year, I think that there is a lot more that goes into that than is on the surface. And, you know, I, I honestly believe that Ubre was a casualty of um, the team pretty much needing to get Austin Rivers off of uh, the roster. And so I think that they had already decided that they – had wanted to target uh, Trevor Ariza as a player who would help them come in and, you know, uh, turn around and make the playoffs when, you know, I think that Ernie Grunfeld last year knew exactly that, you know, if he did not make the playoffs that he was going to be fired. And so I think that they thought that, you know, that if they can, if that, that if they could get Ariza in here, he was the player that they targeted that they felt like they could bring in because and would help them fix the locker room because of the fact that he had already played here 
in DC and had a relationship with John and Brad. But that didn't really work out how they thought uh, because, you know, Trevor Reese is old already. And so um, I, I still will maintain that the biggest mistake that the Wizards made last year was uh, not trading Trevor Ariza at the trade deadline and trying to get something for him at least. But when you look at the the, 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 the trade, you know, I, I mean, it, Oubre didn't really do himself any favors as far as making himself uh, uh, non-expendable with the way that he played while he was a wizard. You know, I think that he was very inconsistent with his play for the majority of the time that he was here. And, you know, when push came to shove and, you know, when the when 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 the when the team decided they were going to make that move, they had to make that move to get Austin Rivers off the team because, you know, he was in here. He was I mean, Austin Rivers is is amazing what he did last year. I mean, he came in, you know, he first he revealed that John was John was having a baby on his podcast and nobody told him to do that. And then, you know, he got into it with Brad and practice, that infamous practice from last year. You know, that, that was really, you know, keyed up by Austin Rivers talking that, talking that mess. And then he had the nerve to run to the media and, and leak everything. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it, it, he had to go. That's all I'm going to say about that. You know, I, I've talked about that, uh, you know, in numerous Twitter threads, I actually uh, wrote a, a very extensive article about the whole situation um, on truthaboutit.net, and I might actually uh, post post that article in the in the summary section of this podcast so that so that you can check it out and have a better understanding of what I'm talking about. But really, Kelly didn't really do himself any favors by, you know, the team making sure that the team wanted to keep him because, I mean, he had played inconsistent. So when when, when the deal first went down, you know, I think that everybody got caught up on the whole the, the, the Brooks gate and whereas Memphis uh, pretty much uh, mess. Well, Memphis uh, pretty much told um, Phoenix that they were going to be getting Marshawn Brooks and Phoenix thought that they were going to be getting Dylan Brooks. And, you know, I actually listened to uh, John Hollinger, uh, who was a former executive with the Memphis Grizzlies. He was on the uh, Zach Lowe's podcast, The Low Post, last week. And he actually confirmed that it was Phoenix who actually bungled that whole trade because they uh, uh, thought that they they were getting the wrong Brooks. And so they actually they bungled it because um because they are the ones who leaked the trade to uh, Shams. So I guess Shams reports it and, you know, now it's out there and that makes it, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, you know, once the, once the wine's uh, uncorked and spilled, you know, it, it can't go back into the bottle. So at that point, you know, the trade pretty much had to be done regardless. And so uh, because the Wizards had already targeted um, – uh, Trevor Ariza, you know, they went ahead and and tried and got Phoenix to go ahead with the deal. But you have to take this into consideration that the Memphis Grizzlies could have had Kelly Oubre if they wanted him for Dylan Brooks, and they said no. And I think that that just goes to, you know, where Kelly Oubre's value was at that point. And so I think that a lot of Wizards Twitter, like, uh, forgets to remember that the fact that like, they see what Kelly's doing right now in Phoenix and they think that, you know, this is the player that, you know, they traded away. And I understand that, you know, there, there, there are some things to be said about, uh, you know, allowing a guy to develop. 
But, you know, that was his fourth year in the NBA. And if he hadn't, you know, figured it out by then with this system, maybe this just wasn't the system for him. And so, you know, it wasn't like, oh, uh, Kelly Oubre had a bunch of teams, you know, beating down his door. You know, they, they tried to shop him around, tried to get third teams involved to, to complete that deal last year, and nobody was biting. Like I said, like the Memphis Grizzlies, they, they, they could have gotten Kelly Oubre last year for Dylan Brooks, and they said no. And then when you really look at it from a grand scheme of things, they probably made the right decision. I mean, Kelly Oubre, he's a nice player. He's averaging 17 points a game this year. His uh, shooting percentages aren't really as high as you would like. I think he's shooting like 32% from three-point range and, and 40, 40, 42, 43% from, uh, from the field. You know, th- th- this, this is a guy, he's good. He's not great. He's definitely not worth Wizards Twitter getting on here every day talking about how they messed up by not trading him. Like, the guy's not worth $15 million a year. And so, you know, and especially with this team, a rebuilding team like that, what's the purpose of paying a guy $15 million a year to play on a bad team? Like, he, we couldn't win when he was here. We, we definitely wouldn't be winning any more games with him on the roster. Like, I just don't get the purpose of why people are so upset about it. It just doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I, I felt like I, I needed to address that because, you know, it, it is the anniversary of that trade. And I think that, that was a very big uh, moment in the uh, Wizards uh, from last season. And so, like I said, I think that the biggest thing, the biggest mistake that the team made was by not trading Trevor Ariza at the trade deadline and at least continuing that asset tree to, 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 to grow a little bit. So it's like they traded Kelly Oubre and essentially didn't get anything for him. If they traded Kelly Oubre for Trevor Ariza and then they traded Trevor Ariza for two future first-round draft picks, then at least they can say that, oh, they have they, they, they got two picks out of it, you know? And they were supposed to get picks out of it when the, with the original deal from from Memphis. But, you know, that that like like I said, I got to thank Phoenix for uh, bungling that whole situation. Uh, but, you know, that, that's neither here nor there. And I think that, you know, in, in this scenario – I think that everybody can be satisfied with, you know, how things have played out. But I want to thank you guys for uh, listening to the Locked On Wizards podcast. I'm going to have another podcast uh, tomorrow uh, after the uh, Chicago Bulls game. And and like I said, be on the lookout for something that I'm working on regarding uh, Thomas Sadoransky. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. And I will be back tomorrow. Like Gilbert Arenas, now I'm chilling back, giving advice. I buy my girl shit that don't matter the price. They see that I'm taking, they try getting pants. Label money, I just tell in advance. I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance. She just trying to have me up in the trance. I'm in a strip, like fuck it. 
They just tryna make some buckets Love when I slap down my ones But it bounced like a ball when I struck it So if you ever see a real nigga like me Just let them live and just be how it be Go to the club with them two and you'll see that With a J, we'll be on the same team I wanna ball like the Wizards Yeah, you know what I mean When I'm blowing on the net Girl, she went shots for the team I was in high school with dreams Now I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring I wanna ball like the Wizards Yeah, you know what I mean when I'm blue, I'm on the net Girl, she was shot for the team I was in high school with dreams Now I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring Hey Prime members You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music Download the Amazon Music app today